0: My fellow Christians, we have come to save you! Hooray! It's the Catholic Church! From yourselves! Oh no, it's the Catholic Church. What's blood for floor is not functioning. (laughs)
1: <laughs> all right your mom is a, is a is a is a lovely woman so all right that's all i'm going to say about that
2: a real life character <laughs>
1: <laughs> so today we have done a bunch of inform uh, a bunch of research for information about possessions and exorcisms we're just going to jump into it i don't really need to introduce the show you know this is about i'm right now currently in a warm room so let's just let's just go for it because uh it's I'm starting to sweat oh okay oh good morning
2: I might gummy bears too fast
1: ah (laughs) let's start the show off today we're going to bring you like I said possessions and exorcisms and we're just going to go run through it with all the information that we have so I'm going to turn it over to you Van Ley. are you okay was that a hiccup Mm -hmm
2: yeah my gummy bears too fast. no regrets um but yeah we're going to be talking about first the religious connections to exorcisms and possessions because it seems like these ideas kind of exist in one form or another in most religions um, most commonly and well known seems to be the like within Christian branches, especially as far as like media representation so in Christianity, the belief is that possession stems from the devil and his quote unquote fallen angels, whose goal is to possess humans as warfare in the battle between heaven and hell. Demons are seen as harmful non-human entities, which is important to remember because that means that it is not a like deceased person. It's never been human.
0: It's been non-born. Um, so,
2: yeah. So your grandma can't die and then you can't be like possessed by your grandma, the demon. Um hmm. but The New Testament indicates that people can be possessed by demons and the demons respond and submit to the authority of Jesus Christ. Um, A uh, Bible verse that I have sourced tells of a story of a man possessed by a demon who screamed at the top of his lungs. Ha! What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus said sternly come out of him (laughs) then the demon threw the man down before them and all came out without hindering him all the people were amazed and said to each other what is this teaching with authority and power he gives orders to evil spirits and they come out and the news about him spread throughout the surrounding area look four three 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 five niv i don't know
1: Why do you sound like like you're like, like, you're trying to read like a fan fiction from a Harry Potter thing?
2: Hark! Because it's it's just as well written. Um, (laughs) Demons are referenced in many different branches and denominations of Christianity. And in these communities can be seen as very real threats, despite the overall tone of these religions being anti-occult, paganism, spiritualism, which is kind of interesting, Mm. that they're so like, that stuff isn't real yet. Christianity has so many traditions ripped off from paganism. Get a guy from the the dead of spirits.
1: Yeah. A guy from the dead has risen, risen up and and moved, moved a giant rock.
2: Yeah. Like you're basically worshiping a lich, which like sounds like it'd be fucking cool. And then you go to church and it's not. Um, The Bible actually contains only six different instances of Jesus casting out demons I mean, I don't know. I feel like the Bible's a thick-ass book. I can't believe there's only six stories about that, right? But the overall belief is that these spirits slash demons are generally evil and malevolent. Though some branches of religion also believe in being possessed by the Holy Spirit. And so... I don't really know how all that works because it's it those, not real. <laughs> um,
1: it those people who actually like go to, go to like those, uh, not Pentecostal, but it's the Like faith like,
2: healing shit.
1: Yeah, like they start speaking in tongues just because they're like,
2: oh, the Holy Spirit took took over. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> That's- Yeah. So, I always wanted to go and see that live. Uh, just to see like the people- You don't. You don't. Trust me. You don't. You've been um, to- uh, I worked at a place that held an event and people were doing that and it was fucking weird. Oh, that sounds awful. Um, Yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. So oftentimes the church will be telling people that they're possessed by demons when these people really just hold beliefs that don't align with the church's beliefs. For example, claiming that someone isn't gay, but is just possessed by a gay demon and needs to be exercised to not be gay anymore. Like very real thing which is Wait. very sad. Um, Wait, pause, pause, makes, pause,
1: pause. Wait, there are gay demons?
2: Are you being serious right now? You've literally never heard of this bullshit?
1: I've never heard of this bullshit, I swear. Oh my
2: fucking I, God. I, I, just, I've been in a box. It's just the fucking beginning. It's just the fucking beginning. It's actually really horrible. Like, that's where a lot of the, like, gay conversion therapy and shit.
1: Oh, actually, I just thought, like, gay, I mean, not saying gay people are wrong. I'm just saying, like, like, oh, it's gay, it's wrong to be gay, so we must make you, like, like, what is it called? Like, reprogram your thinking. I didn't know it was because they'd think there was, like, an actual demon that's making them gay.
2: That's what people fucking say. I don't know what they fucking actually think, but they, some people will claim that. I mean, there are people that think someone will There are certain denominations that believe if you have, like, a, a medical condition or some kind of deformity or something, that that's also because of a demon. Like, it's it's really fucking awful, so... Exorcism may seem like an outdated practice, but they're still done today, typically on those with emotional or mental issues who hold very strong religious beliefs.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And there are people who manipulate situations and provide services to these people, believe they are possessed or a demon is trying to possess them.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Spending money to get quote unquote help by exorcists when really they could benefit much more from psychiatric help. The denial of mental illness and how this endangers people because they were driven away from psychiatric help is pretty pretty prevalent in a lot of these communities um, and from my research it can be noted that most people who investigated exorcisms were about the mental stability of not only the possessed but the exorcisms exorcists themselves hmm. Um, hmm. the catechism of the catholic church states that when the church asks publicly and authoritatively in the name of jesus christ that a person or object be protected against the power of the evil one and withdrawn from his dominion. It is called exorcism. The ritual assumes that possessed persons retain their free will, though the demon may hold control over their physical body and involves prayers, blessings, and invocations with the use of the document of exorcisms and certain supplications. The Vatican released official guidelines on exorcism in 1614, and they were revised in 1999. Indicators of possible demonic possession include speaking foreign or ancient languages of which the possessed has no prior knowledge, supernatural abilities and strength, knowledge of hidden or remote things which the possessed has no way of knowing, and aversion to anything holy and profuse blasphemy and or sacrilege, including spitting, cursing, and excessive masturbation. This
1: not that I, fun? May, may, I, may I interject for just a second? Yeah. All of those
2: sound awesome. I was going to say, doesn't that sound fun? Dude,
1: yeah, I would love to have super strength. I'd love to, like, know more languages than I've never, than I don't previously know.
2: Honestly, like, I feel like this is kind of like a, like a Deadpool-esque superhero.
1: I, yeah, it sounds like Superman. Like, I can see through things. I can see through walls. Like, oh, dude, I want to go through, like, my mom's like, okay, which, which, which hand has, like, the, the dollar in it? I'm like, uh, your left hand. How'd you know? I can literally see through, see through all your guts and into your freaking hands. That'd be aw- dude, you know how much how much how I can gamble with that? I could be like, oh, this guy has like the right hand.
2: Or just like you're in you're in high school and you're real nervous about your like history test.
1: Oh. Get possessed.
2: The demon will know all the answers. Jeez, easy.
1: I thought you were gonna be like <laughs> Forget
2: forget Spark notes, using you need to get possessed by a demon.
1: That sounds amazing. Okay, so yeah. b- bottom line, all these are seen as ailments. Mm-hmm. While you're possessed.
2: So ailments slash side effects. But yeah, basically the revision made to those Vatican guidelines said, quote unquote, the practice of exorcism without consent from the Catholic Church is what prompted the official guidelines from the 1614 to be amended. The amendment established the procedure that clergy members and each individual who claims to be impacted by demonic possession must follow. This includes The rule that the potentially possessed individual must be evaluated by a medical professional before any other acts are taken. The primary reason for this action is to eliminate any suspicion of mental illness before the next steps of the procedure are taken. Since demonic possession was extremely rare and mental health issues are often mistaken for demonic possession, the Vatican requires that each diocese have a specially trained priest who is able to diagnose demonic possession and perform exorcisms when necessary, unquote. And other Christian denominations have deliverance ministries that carry out exorcisms. The branches list symptoms including chronic chronic fatigue syndrome, homosexuality, addiction to pornography, sex, and alcohol drug addiction. Others include knowledge of future events and inhuman strength.
1: So let me pause you for a second. Two things. One, this was just revised in
2: 1999. 19, yeah, the Catholic shirt is real progressive.
1: <laughs> it seems like they're kind of <laughs> lagging behind. I mean, obviously, that, <laughs> they're, they're kind of they're a little behind on the time. So maybe we should, we should revise the. Well, how about this? I don't want to say to revise it because I'm I don't not going to talk about shit. my
2: opinion on revisions, but <laughs> wow.
1: And, and two things, and the second part, the last part of the whole like fatigue, the, the 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 pornography and sex like the 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 alcohol and drugs there are more christians that i know that are like addicted to 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 like online pornography that i that i know of like people who are like you know
2: daniel we're talking religion. about we're talking about things in theory not in practice we could do a whole <laughs> separate episode on the hypocrisy of religion but i don't have time for that bullshit
1: wait 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 i i need you i need you to ask me answer me a serious question okay I really like drugs and I really like alcohol. (laughs) Am I possessed?
2: I mean, if you are, you're possessed by a motherfucking party demon.
1: I love it. Andrew WK, come through. (laughs) Speak to the masses through my my vocal cords. Oh
2: my God, that (laughs) fucking guy. Don't even get me started with that fucking guy.
1: <laughs> to, 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 <laughs> to, we, Vanley and I were having a discussion about Andrew W.K., and it's, it has nothing to do with this episode, but it, it was funny. I had to bring it up. She she
2: understood it. The fucking conspiracy theories around that guy give me a fucking headache, and his music is obnoxious. Fuck give me a you. Fuck you. I'm sorry. Dude. I'm sorry for having an opinion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> dude, Andrew W.K. is so fucking rad, dude. He's the party monster. Next to Ozzy. But anyways, let's, continue, let's move on.
2: We're going to move on to Judaism. Okay. So demons are mentioned in Jewish religion, but considered agents of God. And there are very few mentions of demons interacting with mortals in the Hebrew Bible. So it's more of like in the battle of the heavens.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: however, the idea of a divic stemmed from these beliefs and has made its way into Jewish folklore. And what a divic is, is it's a malicious spirit of a dead person possesses a host which is different from christianity where it's a non-human entity and it supposedly leaves um, the host after it has been helped or accomplished its goal so from what it seems some of the stories are negative and some of them are like not that crazy Mm -hmm. um and that's really about all i have to say on that subject so did you want to talk to us a little bit about some other religious aspects of it Actually, I'm.
0: Touch,
1: uh, yes, I'm Denny. I'm Denny from the room. But um,
2: no, actually, I'm I am still I, Danny from
1: the block. I'm still I'm still Denny from the I, I, editor. Can you <laughs> add in like the the just the just the like, the karaoke version of it, and I'll sing for you. And then <laughs> I'm still. Uh, anyways, but um, no, actually, I learned something from I I I took a religious studies class, and we went to a a, a temple, and the. I, I, I spoke to the rabbi, like him, him and I just, just, sh- were, sh- we're just shooting the shit. And he, he was telling me like, <clears throat> a God, like a, a God isn't seen as like, like, uh, like it, it's not a, ma- a matter of demons or good or evil. Like it, they don't really see it black and white. It's more of like, if you can, if you can master both good and evil, you then become a divine creature. So cool. So no, that's something I learned about, like just the the aspect of evil and like the the the. You keep mentioning like the the war of the angels and demons, or like the war of good and evil, and mm-hmm. th- he was just telling me like the penultimate being that they consider like divine avatars are actually both good and they're evil. They're I mean they're neither good nor evil, but they're both at the same time. So I'm like, oh, that's something. That's something. Uh, that's that's interesting. I thought it would be very black and white. It's like no, no, no. It's very gray. I'm like, oh, that's that's cool. I mean, yeah. good for the Jews. But yes, let's there. This next part we were going to talk about the Islamic, um, the Islamic faith and their versions of good and evil and the jinn and like the evil eye. But Van Ley and I couldn't find any information. So, give me one second. Just hold on. I'm gonna.
2: We hired an expert.
1: Yeah, I hired I hired him for his services. So I'm gonna push play, and here we go. Van Lee and I couldn't find much information on Islamic exorcisms. So, luckily for me, I actually have a good buddy who's actually a practicing is a Muslim, and he agreed to lend us some insight on his views and his theology of possessions and exorcisms. I'm bringing on another guest real quickly named Ibrahim. Now, Ibrahim, can you please teach me the ways?
3: (laughs) What ways do you want to be taught?
1: Oh, what does – this might be a very broad and general question, but what does the Quran say about uh, uh, possessions in general?
3: Well, possessions in general, it has to do with uh, what we call it jins. Mm-hmm. So in Christianity or even in Judaism, they'll have certain demons or they say uh, invisible supernatural beings, basically, that, you know, take possession onto people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, those ones, they call it demons, but for us, we call it jinn, which is, I guess, another way of saying Somewhat of a demon, but also somewhat of an invisible force or invisible uh, supernatural being. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, to differentiate those two is that um, when we talk about jinn, they're not all evil. Um, just like how some Christians believe, like demons in general are just evil, right? <laughs> but well, in jinn, could you yeah. could
1: you elaborate on that? Like, yeah, I mean, I know Christians believe that the the word demon is a very malevolent force, but right. So, gin, all not all jinn are malevolent forces.
3: Correct. So, um, the jinn they have their own independent, like free will, basically, in, in some sort of way, where they can. They are some are good, some are bad, some are neutral. They do their things out of their own will. Okay. So, not all of them are, are bad. Um, but obviously, you know, in jinn possessions, you can already know that that's already a bad thing already. If a jinn is, you know, taking possession of, of somebody at that point, you know.
1: So is there a good form of possession in, in the Islamic faith?
3: Um, no, because possession in general is already like a...
1: Like a negative term.
3: Basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's not, it's, it may be like influence, like good influence, but maybe that's just as little as it can be. But possession itself is already like a, pretty much like a negative you know, thing at, at that point.
1: So Van Lee and I talked about something called the i don't know if it's the same translation again you're you're the one educating me but Jin does it refer to the evil eye because i keep reading something about the evil eye
3: um evil eye well jinn and evil eye and let's say black magic or witchcraft i guess okay. you can say they're all kind of a little bit under the same umbrella okay they're not all the same obviously with the whole evil eye in like you know black magic because you're black magic and it's like you may know more about black, black magic more than i do because i'm not like a, a you know a scholar on that or don't really <laughs> study too much about that but you know I just you have perform, a sick mind
1: i just have a sick mind yeah, you, have,
3: <laughs> <laughs> you have a sick mind and you know that but um <laughs> it's it's like you know it's different ways when someone does black magic or cursing somebody or blessing somebody or even giving that evil eye to somebody, you know, it's like a sorcery or black like magic or voodoo or something that you're casting upon onto somebody or some being, basically. Mm-hmm. And the djinn, you can't really do that. Like, you can't really ask the djinn to, like, oh, can you go ahead and curse the person at this point? You get what I mean? Yeah. They, it doesn't work in that sense. So, But I guess, like, the whole term of, like, I guess doing evil or doing bad or some type of sorcery or something like that, it could be somewhat in the same umbrella
1: there's another term that i, I was learning about is it, i don't know if it's again it could be another word for jinn but the yeah. sh- shaitan sh- shaitan shaitan
3: shaitan is basically satan oh so that's the word for it in in islam and islam is shaitan you know and christianity is satan
1: it all comes yeah, from, yeah. like, the, 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 the roots of it. It's, it's almost the same thing. Like, di- Diablo, it, or uh, Diab- 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 Diabolic is, like, Diablo, and then which just, just means it's Satan or whatever.
3: Right. So, um, yeah, it's another way of saying uh, Satan. And then, you know, if Satan's name is Lucifer and Islam is Iblis, Iblis is the name for it.
1: I have heard of that version of, of the way to say de- the devil.
3: Yeah, so, but, uh, yeah, basically, to answer your question, yeah, shaitan is, is is satan.
1: So, how are, in a way, how are exorcisms
3: performed? <clears throat> um. Well, usually from, I'm going to speak upon it from what I know. Okay. So, I'm not going to say that I know it 100%. It's only from the things that I've read and that I was taught with. So, you know, if if there's other maybe Muslim brothers and sisters that's listening to this, they might have been taught something else because it comes from a broader sense. You know what I mean? A broader sense? What do you mean by that? broader sense as in like, because there's different um, theologies that some certain Muslims believe what jinn positions are. Okay. So there's different theologies and then there's different schools of thought and then there's different creeds. Of the way some certain muslims but like i say in a broader sense like saying like the regular layman or the basic fundamentals of islam if somebody where just a regular practicing muslim you know jinn possessions for for a muslim jinn is basically you know what i said in the beginning it's 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 an invisible force a supernatural creature basically that you obviously cannot see so it's kind of like like again like like how the christians call it demons but I already made a difference between what a jinn is and a demon is. Jinn is basically it could be a good thing or it could be a bad creature or whatever the case may be. But um for exorcism, we have a person that it's a scholar in Islam. We call them Imams. Mm-hmm. So a scholar or a sheikh is another way of saying scholars or someone that has a higher uh, um, class, I suppose, or yeah, higher class or like a title. Uh, they would see the the patient or whoever it is that's possessed and they don't rule it out as yeah oh yeah this person's already 100 percent possessed what they do is that we use our logical and reasoning first to determine if this person's actually possessed because usually from and i'm not jabbing at christians or other no religion, no you're just speaking um, from
1: your own, your own perspective
3: right so what we do is that we first determine if the patient's actual possessed or not so we'll have to find out through investigation and through obviously again logic and reasoning. Obviously, asking around the you know the family of the of this patient, or whoever's possessed, if they had if they underwent any through mental disorders or, or illnesses, or maybe like they had seizures before or suffering from epilepsy or something like that. So they get to the bottom of that first before they rule it out as possession because possessions in Islam is pretty rare so it doesn't like happen every day or something like that not from what i know it's a rare thing to undergo when a jinn actually takes possession of somebody because at that term the jinn um the jinn i would say that the jinn doesn't have that much power to do that onto somebody unless that person is actually inviting supposedly the jinn now, the way that I'm talking is it's like a, again this is like a broader context of gen possession. If I were to mention my the school of law that I practice or that I learn from or the theology or creed, it might be a different version, but I'm just saying in the broader broader sense of it all
1: well, you keep talking about your your own theology and your own uh phil- uh philosophy. So I, let, let me ask you as the person that I'm, that I'm literally interviewing and in your and your theology. Uh, what does so how 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 do they determine who is I mean, besides the fact that like, oh, yeah, you have a, a history of mental illness. But when they think when they're like, no, this this person is definitely possessed since now. Yeah. Like you got you guys believe in, in possessions in your school of theology. How does that work?
3: So I will explain to you first the, the theology that I learn from. So it's not my own theology. Basically I follow under the, the, theology comes from all the way back and from the beginning of the prophet's time. Sallallahu So from his time and his companions, they're the ones that started basically after the prophet's death, peace be upon them. Um, the companions were left to, you know, they had the Qur'an afterwards, and then they started not interpreting, but they started having their own type of ways to determine it or to interpret it in a different way. So there's different ways to interpret certain things. So if we're talking about the jinn here, um, if we were to mention my the school of thought that I learn or that I follow in the theology, we believe that the jinn is basically a metaphor a metaphor like the same thing as shaitan shaitan we believe that shaitan is real like satan but we believe in a more logical reasoning way meaning that everybody has their good angel and everyone has their bad angel you have your good thoughts and you have your negative thoughts we believe those negative thoughts is shaitan the metaphor the metaphorical um way of it right so and then there is some muslims that they take it literally, which like, again, I'm not saying their, their way of thinking is bad and my way of thinking is right. Cause we don't know, because mm-hmm. I can't say that my way that how I think about this is the correct way. We, no we don't knows. have a right to say that. Yeah. No one knows except God. Yeah. We leave all that to God, mm-hmm. but it's just like, again, this is just our own way to try to understand certain contexts a little bit more specifically and to help us understand a little bit more. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But going back to it, um, the jinn, yeah, basically the jinn is negative energy that the persons aren't going with. So if a person is quote unquote possessed, and that person actually does have a mental disorder or mental illness or any sort of that way, a lot of imams would say that yeah, that is if that's a natural possession, then the jinn is the one that caused that negative energy. So it's like again, it's like the bad thoughts is the bad energy that causes this. It's not an actual you know, demon, uh, invisible creature with like four legs or something that just you know <laughs> jumped in into somebody's mouth and started possessing them or not. That's the, but the, again, this is the way how my school of thought or some other Muslims in this school of thought that we uh, believe in, but not everybody. Again, we're and we're not saying our our way of thinking of it is right and theirs is wrong. We we don't know. But it's just like a better understanding to, you know, to understand these type of things, if it's actual literal or if it's actual metaphorically.
1: So you were mentioning something about uh, like scholars would actually do their research on seeing if this person is truly possessed and stuff when when you say that do they, they, so so scholars actually go out to like what, would they go out to like the like a doctor's office and be like hey uh i want to i want to put an a, a a freedom of information act and i want to see if this ha- this person has like i don't know if i don't know if it's possible for a medical patient cuz that's supposed to be doctor patient confidentiality but do they ask like the do they ask the family like oh does he su- does he or she or they or whatever the xyz suffers from like i said xyz or how, how does that how does that run?
3: Um, so yeah, the doctors, I mean the doctors, the the imam, he won't he yeah he won't literally go to the doctors. I was asking information like that because yeah, right. obviously they're protected by that, <laughs> the state, so they can't give him that. What I mean what I mean by investigation is that they because imams they know they'll obviously contact certain people, you know, like the family members, obviously. Yeah, like if they have that person, they because they'll believe the family if if anything, saying, like, oh, is this person um you know, has that person have any medical disorders or illnesses or sickness or anything in the past? Does anybody have any uh, like history of this? And blah, blah, blah. Because usually, again, these gen possessions usually happen in um, communities where everyone kind of knows each other. Oh. Because this Gen usually happens, or like I said, gen possessions or gen anything like that, it it's mainly uh, around
0: it's like an isolated those regions, incident. And,
3: right? So it, the Imam would probably know who that person is already. Because again, it's by communities. When we're in a Muslim community, everyone pretty much knows each other. Well, it depends like the region or the city you're at. You know what I mean? So if you, since right now where you live, you know, you you know of like, imagine your community is very like uh, small. friendly and small. And, you know, you know, everyone knows each other, like kind of like your neighborhood, you know, you already know the person or like kind of like the history, not everything about that person, but you know, like.
0: The
1: general stuff about the them. general.
3: Right. So it wouldn't be a surprise if that, if the Imam like, Oh, it's this person. Like that's weird. you know, that person doesn't have this or that or in the history of the family doesn't have this or that. This could be something, but if that person already knows this person or the Imam already knows this guy, And he already knows that, yeah, this person does suffer from some type of illness or sickness or something like that. But the Imam will not rule it out as, oh, yeah, this guy's, he or she is already possessed. You know, they'll be like, no, it's, it's it's something else. It's scientifically or psychologically can be explained first before we rule it out as something supernatural.
1: So, so I'm going to just give you a hypothetical. So let's just say, I am truly possessed by a, a a a jinn. Now the process and like the 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 scholar comes forth and is like, yeah, this 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 fucker really is possessed. Um, what would be the the steps that this person would take in order to uh, cleanse me of the jinn?
3: Well, they would start reciting some some different surahs from the Quran. That's the most uh, that person can do.
0: What's because
3: a surah? Surah is basically chapters and verses, or surah. surah is a chapter, ayah is verses from the Quran. Okay. So he'll recite uh, specific surahs so or different chapters in the Quran and he'll, he will recite those to you. Because the thing is, if someone's possessed, that person alone, the imam, even though the imam is human, does not have the will to get those things out except God that is all in god's will. So that person does not have the power to get that jin off of you. So the only the most that that imam can do is just only recite which is basically recitations. Well, I'm not going to recite the whole thing because it's pretty long. Yeah, but basically no it's it's kind of like a blessing or reciting different things that god will saying in order for the jin to come out or to be gone or whatever the case may be.
1: I have heard of um I, I there was one little bit bit of uh, info, like one little article that I was reading that uh, a scholar would sometimes stay with stay with uh, the person and continuously pray for them. Is mm-hmm. it is so? It, is it was that article? Uh, did that article have some validity to it, or like do they do? They, would, a, would a scholar actually sit there and be like, "No, I'll pray as long as I can," and then I just gotta do something. I gotta go get a sandwich or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how, how how it runs. Educate me.
3: Uh well I don't know what article was that you're reading, but I wouldn't be surprised if the imam does do that. Cause a lot of imams are very um uh they have a lot of uh their deen is really strong and deen means their faith. Mm-hmm. Their umma, everything else their deen and the umma is, is 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 strong. And uh so I wouldn't be surprised if the imam really did spend the whole entire night just reciting um those different surahs or ayahs from the Quran, just making sure, like he or she are, of that possession is already gone or not. But no, I wouldn't be surprised if that person did that. They could if they wanted to.
1: So it's, it's more of a, more along the fact of if the if the the, the scholar would like to stay would, would is is willing to stay.
3: Oh yeah, the, the scholar can can stay as long as they as they can, or the family wants them to stay as long as they can.
1: Oh, okay. And mm-hmm. I, one more question. Um in in the in like the Catholic and Christian like uh religion, they every demon has like a name to them. Do the jinns also share like have a name to them? Like like oh that's the jinn... uh, uh poo blah blah blah. Or that's the jinn uh sandwich face. Is that a is that a is that it's something that, that that the Quran and the and the Christian faith. I'm sorry. Is that something that the Islamic faith and the Christian faith share, or that's just like oh, that's that there's the jinn don't have a name. They're just they're just like un, 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 unyielding forces.
3: Um, from what I've known, no, I don't I don't believe like not like the Christian lore where they have you know bezebel or azazel or something like that from like different types of demons. Um, for, for Jin, I, I don't know. I don't think we have uh, I don't the think there are Jin's that, yeah, I don't think Jin's give themselves names because like, again, Jin's are a little different than demon demons, I suppose. I mean, Jin's can be demons. They can be like, again, there are an invisible uh, force basically that yeah, they don't, I don't think they will give themselves names at that point. All
1: right. Well, that's that's pretty much, all. I think that's all the time we got for, for this little, little, little segment. Thank you so much, Ibrahim, for joining me on this thing.
3: You're welcome.
1: Do you have anything, like any, any last things before I, I let you go and get back to the episode?
3: Uh, no, thank you for uh, having me on this. It's been a really pleasure. It's been very exciting and interesting.
1: Oh, you got excited for this? Thank you.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, man. Hey, dude, thank you so much. Uh, I'll, I'll text you later, huh?
3: All right, then. All right, cheers. Sounds good. Cheers.
1: Okay, we're back. So, yeah. Um, we, we talked about whatever we talked about with him. I don't know how it's going to be edited and how it's going to sound, so we'll find that out after. But hopefully, hopefully that was more insight on, on the Islamic faith with, uh, with, my, <clears throat> with my friend and I. My, we're going to now move on to another. Religious, faith, dominion of religion. What, what, what the hell do you call these? Like, it's just faith, or it's just called religion, right?
2: It's whatever you want it to be.
1: Okay, I want it to be uh, popcorn. So we're going to move on to the next popcorn, and it's going to be about the traditional African religion on hoodoo and voodoo. Ooh, I did not turn off my phone. How professional of me. So...
2: It's hard when you're working from home.
1: Yeah, cuz you forget a lot of things. The
2: lines the lines begin to blur.
0: <laughs> what day is it?
2: <laughs> am I am I watching Harry Potter on mute while re- mute recording this podcast?
0: <laughs> Are you? No.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, so what we learned about with
2: uh... <laughs> I like working from home.
1: Yeah, I kind of do too. I can be like in I can be like in my underwear and, and work on this thing. So it's it's kind of awesome. It's really hot in my room, by the way. It, it the the temperature has not cooled down. Thank you, Bay Area, for your beautiful weather. But back on hoodoo and voodoo, what we researched is that we learned that demonic possessions are seen as a form of punishment or teaching uh, teaching a lesson to the possessed. Uh, rather than excuse me, I'm gonna. There we go. I had need to burp. Um, let me start over again. So, what we learned was about demonic possessions that are seen as a form of punishment or they're teaching a lesson to the possessed rather than just, you know, being considered evil. And many of the practices actually believe in the idea that the supernatural forces improve people's lives and may <clears throat> and many rituals involve invoking spirits and even some uh, possessions as a positions can be seen as a, as a form of healing. Uh, for example, some practices actually involve large gatherings with prayer sacrifices or other, or any, any offerings. And then there's like, there's dancing involved. And until a spirit possesses someone in the crowd, which can bring like a spiritual guidance or help to the, um, to the, to the group, like they're, these spirits would be speaking through this person in order to get some information from beyond.
2: Yeah. It's Um, more of a form of, um, communication. It seems than uh, literal, just like trying to take over someone and use them as a puppet. Oh, actually their own, for their own, for their own, um, for their own, for the spirit's own game.
1: Wait a second. Actually, I have something about that too. Um, in Haiti, something that interesting that I found that the word zombie can actually be traced back to the, to the Congo for the word for soul. And some people in Haiti are actually afraid of being possessed because witch doctors usually are, are malicious beings that they want to control you. They want to possess you with a soul in order for, or they want to take your soul in order for you to be an empty husk of yourself. So they would actually send out like,
2: but witch doctors is different than what we were just talking about. We were well, just talking about the rituals.
1: Well, this is this is a part of the ritual.
2: That would be a different type of ritual, though. This is specifically like a different type of practice. Then this is because about- they wouldn't be doing the ritual unless they were willingly trying to get possessed.
0: It's you. It, it,
1: it was going. It was. I was going through there with the with like the gatherings. Like somebody can crash the party and be like, "Hey, by the way, I'm a witch doctor," and ins- instead of invoking the spirit they take the spirit and then they would be like all right you're now you're now uh like an, yeah guess,
2: like, yeah but i th- i think it was just confusing the way you approached it um, i did you didn't, because you i didn't approach talk. it that it was different well, <laughs> you confuse me but that's okay live your life
1: so vanley what do we have next on the list
2: we're going to talk about traditional african religions specifically focusing on hoodoo voodoo um and in these religions demonic possession is seen either as a form of punishment or teaching a lesson to the possessed rather than just being considered evil. Many of these practices believe in the idea that supernatural forces can improve people's lives and many rituals involve invoking spirits and even possession as a form of healing. For example, some practices involve large gatherings with prayer sacrifices or offerings. um, And then dancing until a spirit possesses them, which can bring spiritual guidance or help to the individual. Um, A way that has been described by a practitioner of voodoo said that it is the sharing of the vessel of your body to be in the presence of the divine. Basically you're willfully opening oneself up to the spirits and allowing communication between the living and the spirit realm. However, it's can still be used for evil. Yeah. So yeah, there
1: is, there is something that I actually did learn that that some, some witch doctors actually can come into the, into the gathering like a sly foxy, and they actually can use that spirit and possess the person and then use them as a slave at that point. And there was, I, I, there, I was going down a giant rabbit hole of possessions and exorcisms in, uh, in like Hoodoo Voodoo, and apparently there's like – I won't get into a, a lot of it because it gets into like the black market, like the, the witch doctor Haitian black market that they actually get slaves as uh, they get possessed people that are, are become like indentured slaves. But I won't go into too much of that. I, we'll have an, an actual an episode on that because it's a giant rabbit hole on, on that part. So let's, let's, just, let's just move on from that. What else do we have next on the list?
2: Um- And then we have spiritualism and New Age religions. Mm -hmm. So spiritualism became popularized in America during the 1800s, focusing heavily on seances. These were meetings where people would attempt to contact the dead, often through the use of mediums. These mediums would become possessed by these spirits, which was also known as channeling, commonly, rather than being known as possession. It could also be brought about through the use of Ouija boards, as well as spirit trumpets, which were horn-shaped speaking tubes that were said to magnify the whispered voices of spirits to an audible range. Spirit slates, which were two chalkboards bound together that, when opened, were said to reveal messages written by the spirits. Seance tables, which were special tables that were very lightweight, which were said to rotate, float, or levitate when spirits were present spirit cabinets were portable closets into which mediums were placed often bound with ropes in order to prevent them from manipulating the various aforementioned tools um so I thought all of that shit was like really fun like it sounds like I would like if you went to go see a magician
1: or like a spirit meet, like you know like those psychics that you can go like give them like 20 bucks and they'll tell, you, they'll tell you your future or whatever they'll
2: just like tell you you're gonna die
1: yeah exactly I'm like damn dude I'd give yeah. 20 bucks to find
2: out that <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's been really fun researching all this fake ass bullshit. Um so, can I ask but you a overall yeah.
1: Um so is like the haunting in Connecticut and like all those like horror movies that were based on like uh or like the Ouija movies? Those are all have to do with like the spiritual spiritualism and new age stuff, huh? I thought there was like a form of like weird Christian belief. No, so that's something new I learned, right?
2: Yeah, it's more it's more spiritualism because um I'm pretty sure generally Christians view these things as more occult practices which is frowned upon
1: oh okay um,
2: but also the fun thing about religion uh-huh. is that everyone it's very uh open to interpretation and people just kind of pick and choose what they want so some people may see it as a religious practice but uh i don't see it in the bible <laughs> but i don't read the bible so i could also be wrong but i didn't see it in the bible in my research but yeah spiritualism did lose popularity over time as many practitioners were exposed to be frauds, and it focused did highly focused did I need to get hooked on phonics? I'm sorry, <laughs> it focused on showmanship rather than actually communicating with these spirits. And some people who were true believers were very upset because it came it became synonymous with stage magic. So not only was there like an increase in the sensationalism of it, but the people who were very serious about it felt like it kind of degraded them and people didn't take it as seriously as maybe at one point they did. Um, So this kind of lost popularity in the early 1900s, maybe even mid-1900s, but branches of it still exist today consisting of ceremonies where seances are performed. Um, And sometimes even faith healing is involved with this which is kind of the belief that prayer and like laying on hands can bring divine intervention and create physical and spiritual healing um some aspects of this are christian and some of them are more new agey where it's kind of like ambiguous holistic. as to what kind of religion it is exactly more holistic crystals tarot fucking whatever so I was, yeah i, I was kind ask of fun you. i guess
1: oh I, I, sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you again we we're we're professionals here. We're professionals,
2: but would you ever? We're not do... interrupting. We're discuss. We're discussing.
1: You, you've seen like, like, uh, like the, like the Goop documentary, right? Where they're, they're, they're doing like all these random. <laughs> I didn't
2: watch shit. that shit. <laughs> Dude, I told you it was funny. <laughs> as Hell, Gwyneth, I, I don't have time to watch the fucking Goop Lab. <laughs> Dude, okay. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be a contributing member of our society. I ain't got time for goop, <laughs> but yes, I'm sure. I'm sure there's some aspects of the goop lab that would fall into the new age category. No, wait. This is this
0: is a non sequitur.
1: But <laughs> everybody who's listening, if you have, I don't know if it's if it's international Netflix or whatever, get drunk, get stoned, and watch the goop the goop documentary. If, freaking hilarious
2: if if we could get fucking like the netflix watch party to actually work this is just a side note i'm so disappointed that it is 2020 and we are still having fucking so many problems being able to video chat while streaming a movie or a video and do a digital movie night with your friends because if that shit worked i would watch goop lab with you guys dude
1: if if we can make it this show popular enough we will all i will bring as many people as i can from the days and disturbed like crew if they even consider this uh, like a a cast member (laughs) we do like a live stream (laughs) yeah i would love to do one where we were like hey let's just stone let's get all high on 420 and let's just watch the goop documentary i will (laughs) promise you it's Fucking hilarious the things that they do. The first episode is literally these people just taking mushrooms in Jamaica and just tripping balls as like a form of healing. And I'm like, I mean, whatever. We won't get much into it just because we're we're you know we we have so so little time. But oh my god, Vanley please, I will I will literally drive to your house right now in a full quarantine like <laughs> hazmat suit, and we'll I'll watch it with you. But- <laughs> 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 but uh the, there uh, that, that's all i'm gonna say about that but um there was another part that we were gonna bring up the back going back to our episode this is there was another part i was gonna bring up about king solomon the king of witches where he had a form of possessions and exorcism that i've learned from other people i'm like oh he was the king of witches and he knew all the spells he knew all the things he had a uh tablets written about him he's had the Bible mentions him. the The Torah, the Quran, even mentions mentions uh, uh some things about King Solomon. Like he was a he was an interesting figure in history. But
2: I have a question. What's up? Is he like a real person or like a Bible figure or like like what? Who, was he for real? Let's just say this all anecdotal. Let's just like say, like Mary Queen of Scots. Like she was like a real historical figure. Is King Solomon, like, a real historical figure or, like, a supposed figure?
1: Let's just say fuck it. I, I, genu-
2: I, I don't... Okay, I, I literally... I wasn't trying to challenge you. I just literally didn't know. This was a history slash not lesson for me.
1: Well, no, no, Like, what, what I've learned is that, like, he's either a real person who knew all these magic tricks and he knew all these... Uh, these secret, secret knowledges that were... St- where the only one man could learn and it and it happened to be him.
2: But you're not like, you can't tell me like he was born on this day and died on this day and lived in this area.
1: If I grab my, if I grab my, my lesser key testament of King Solomon and greater key of, of King Solomon, I'm pretty sure it'll stay in there. But that's like, at the other end of my room, and my headphones don't reach that Oh, far.
2: I wasn't asking for actual trivia. I just want to know, like, if this is an anecdotal story or if he was, like, a real person. That was all I'm trying to figure out. Let's and have you haven't audience- directly told me which.
1: Let's have the audience decide, because I don't oh, know. Oh, fuck you, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> I'll dance around it all just fucking move, day.
2: move on with story time. <laughs> all right, well, so...
1: Like I was trying to say before, Van Ley rudely interrupted me. What a dick. Everyone, I was boo.
2: interrogating.
1: Boo, boo. everyone booze. Van Ley, Boo Van, boo Van No, I, know, I need the... Um,
2: boo, fact-checking, boo! <laughs> um, basically... I'm sorry, I just really like science and history and facts <laughs> and things. I'm sorry.
1: Well, if for all the Wiccans that are listening, you tell me if King Solomon uh, is real or not. I have no clue, just because I, I forgot to look that up, if it was anecdotal or not, but... <laughs>
2: <laughs> two types of research
3: <laughs> but
1: all i'm just gonna say because it's it, there's nothing there's nothing much to put on him he was a great man or a great figure in history that could or could not be real all it was that his form of possessions and exorcisms literally rained down on him it was given to him be like okay you you have spirits in your world yes uh, King Sol- I'm, I'm going to play King Solomon and, and uh, Archangel Michael. All right. You have spirits in your world, correct? And, he's, and I'm King Solomon now? Uh, sh- sure. So do you want to be able to control them or banish them? Yeah, that, that, that would be fun. Okay. I'm going to give you a ring bestowed that God's going to give you. It has a pentagram on it. It's badass as fuck. Here you go. What do I do with it? You'll be able to do lots of cool shit. Bye-bye. <laughs> but you didn't
2: I feel like I'm listening to someone play D&D by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. No, it's okay. I'm I'm trying my best. I'm trying to be. A... <laughs> if there's any voice acting agencies that are listening, please hire me.
2: <laughs> yeah, let let one of his characters finally level up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, basically, he was given a ring that had that had a pentagram on it. He th- throws the ring at a guy that had a spirit inside of him. It actually captured the demon, or I think it banished it. It was kind of like he was playing Pokemon and it actually worked. And basically, with this ring, it gave him the power to exercise and possess and control demons. So there was Pokemon
2: really Gotta catch him. Demon, all. gotta catch em all. Ooh, you're my demon. In a world we, we must possess. possess, demon
1: mind. But anyways, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I have on King Solomon. There, there was nothing much besides like he was a badass and it just kept saying he was a badass. And then he got a ring that helped him do all these badass things. Cool. So let's, let's go on from King Solomon and my d I want to play d and <laughs> That'd be fun.
2: Uh inspired by covid uh we're currently doing an online D campaign where um we're during the black plague and we're trying to find a cure for it and i'm a witch doctor oh that's <laughs> what pretty, you were it's pretty sick um <laughs> okay back to back to the actual informative part of the podcast I guess. um so a big question that kind of arises when it comes to exorcisms, possession all that is the believability of it all and kind of like how like the power of suggestion can really influence these things so research into animalistic psychology has revealed that the role of suggestion in seances in a series of fake experiments Many paranormal believers and disbelievers were suggested by an actor that the table was levitating when, in fact, it remained stationary. After the seance, about one-third of the participants incorrectly reported that the table had moved, and the results showed a greater percentage of believers reporting that the table had moved. In another experiment, the believers had also reported that a handbell had moved when it had remained stationary and expressed their belief that the fake seance contained genuine paranormal phenomena. The experiment strongly supported the idea that in the seance room, believers are more suggestible than disbelievers for suggestions that are consistent with their belief in paranormal phenomena. The same thing we said for other religious sects, possessions, and exorcisms. If you want to believe it, you probably will. If you're not a believer, it's going to be harder to convince you, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um it's also kind of interesting that the entire horror sonja- subgenre of exorcism and possession movies exists and it almost seems to be the church's attempt at getting more people to believe in their cause especially since many of many of these movies are quote unquote based on a true story um kind of a combination of not only exposing people to these religious beliefs but creating fear around it mm-hmm. and making the demons evil and Jesus, the devil, the hero of the story who fucking saves the day at the end. Like, so cool, right? It sounds ridiculous, but it fucking worked. Case example is that the weeks following the theatrical release of The Exorcist, churches saw an influx of requests for exorcisms greater than they'd ever seen before. Jeez. So whether or not these things are actually real doesn't matter to those involved because of the power of suggestion. If they believe they're possessed and an exorcism is the cure, it's probably going to work for them. Oftentimes, people who believe they are possessed are experiencing physical or mental illnesses. Anything from hysteria, psychosis, or schizophrenia, to epilepsy, Tourette's syndrome, or even sleep paralysis. So basically, a lot of things can be explained away. Um, It's just a matter of, again, what someone wants to believe.
1: So I was actually doing some research on the events that happening during what, what was happening during exorcisms and something kept popping up. And it's it's a pretty old argument, but it was the fact that there was still an argument no matter what. Uh, Van Lee is actually pretty vocal about this not being real, but that that, that pretty much is an argument. Are possessions and exorcisms real at all? Um, go. I was talking to uh, <clears throat> Ibrahim just from the earlier segment. And he mentioned of this episode or show that he was watching, st- stating that there was a doctor that was able to debunk all exorcisms, being like, "No, these are all a- attributed to mental illnesses." So he explained to me that when he was listening to these audio recordings, or he was explaining that the doctor who was listening to it was able to actually see if people were were speaking different languages. And from what I remember from the conversation that Ibrahim and I had was were having, was that the conclusion was no that they can actually mimic the dialect well enough to make it sound like they were saying coherent words. But, but but sometimes hearing it, it was just gibberish. So it was-
2: Oh my gosh, it's like in the ghost hunting shows.
1: Exactly, exactly.
2: I love that bullshit. It's so fake, but it's so funny. I watched one where they were like, the caption was not the ghost said spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> or, I with, love that dumb shit.
1: <laughs> cor- correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the same show that was like- so this guy took off his shirt and was like, hey, nice. It, like, like, he was telling, talking to the guy. He was like, hey, you like, the, uh, you like my tattoos? And he was like, they're nice. <laughs> no, but
2: oh, was that's, like, that's, that's, that's just funny. Like, I've seen that one. I've seen that one. No, this was just a random clip on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> but, oh, no, I know what you're talking about. Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt. I lo- I love no, it.
1: It's, it's fine, fine. It's fine. But um, I
2: love it for the entertainment value.
1: <laughs> my mom thinks that show is, like, real which is the
2: sad part.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, mom, no, it, it's all, it, it's they've, like, they've admitted it was fake too.
2: It's like the same as like, if you watched an anime and someone changed the subtitles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they're just like fucking with the audience at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <coughs> God, I need some water. Um, What I was going to, what I was trying to, what I was going to say before was um, that there are there the, there are, Going back on the gibbers, that a few doctors that, that they thought they the there are a few doctors who thought they were repeating some kind of words or repeating some sort of mannerisms Okay, let me let me try this one again. <clears throat> the doctors who were listening to these the gibberish were, were saying that they weren't repeating anything really. It was just they were repeating the exact mannerisms that oh uh that a person would speak. Like if they were speaking French there's a certain way that French people speak or there's a way that, that Swedish people speak. So they were mimicking them very, very well. But when they try to translate it afterwards, it was whatever they, whatever they can make out of it. So if they happen to make out I or am or the devil or whatever, whatever way you want to say it, it's what they were. It's the only things that are able to be translated from this gibberish. And, um, and it, it, it does make sense. There, like, devil is pretty much a mixture of old English, old English, and the Jeramaic word for devil, which that word even borrows heavily from the Latin word diablos. So, hearing that, it, it does it does make sense to me. I mean, if you if you pretty much know the root for a word for things and combine them with a dialect or any Jeremaic, uh, uh language or Jeremiahic word or Latin word, you could pretty much get what you're looking for. Oh my fuck. Either I got way too excited to talk about possessions, or my stutter was just acting up so bad and it was just going off the charts. If there are any people downloading these episodes to learn English from me, I am the worst person to learn English from. Alright, back to your regularly scheduled episode thing. Um, I was doing more research and I tried to find the video, but conveniently it it I couldn't find it and nor nor my nor uh nor my friend couldn't find it either we were looking for days for this and he he, he was going through his youtube likes and history but nothing we, so i did find something that there were two doctors one he is more along the fence of yeah i believe it but i i'll, I'll get to him in a, in, a, in a bit but there's another doctor who was like no i can i can also prove that these i don't know if it's the same guy but he i can also prove that these 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 possessions don't exist. So the first guy that I actually found out, and he was talking about real cases of exorcism and, and fake cases of exorcism. This guy's name is Dr. Richard Gallagher. And he gave a testimony to the Washington Post that exorcisms are real, but he has to actually discover that more often than not, the, these people are actually severely mentally ill. And... This guy is a trained uh, uh, psychiatrist from Yale and a trained psychoanalyst at Columbia University. This guy has worked on several hundred cases as a consultant for the last two decades, filtering through which cases are actually uh, mentally ill patients and which ones are actually possessed. The reason he was asked to join in on with the there was a priest that now I should have written it as a note. You know, I'm not professional, but he joined up with a priest who is well known throughout the United States for doing the the most exorcisms out there during the, uh, during the eighties. And he was saying like, he was saying he did find a lot of patients who were, who did this same exact thing I was talking about. Like they were speaking gibberish or they were like spitting and cursing and just saying things that you could kind of guess like, Oh, your mother's dead based on your age, your mom is pr- probably dead. So she's uh, like the person, the mentally ill person usually saying like, oh yeah, like your your mom's in hell with me or whatever, you know? And <laughs>
2: don't Aren't laugh. We don't, Aren't we all?
1: Don't laugh. If my mother is sucking cocks in hell, don't laugh. Don't laugh. Okay.
2: We're all in hell. That's why it's funny.
1: <laughs> oh, I see. Now, now, now it makes it now it makes it funny. <laughs> um, he was saying that, uh, that mentally ill patients actually usually do some have some sort of religious background, whether it's true worshiping or just partaking in religious events in their life due to their upbringing. That's why he's like, okay, this is probably why the person believes that they're possessed because either someone told them that they were possessed or someone, or they have like a, or they're actually like, they believe, they truly believe in like a, like a, an afterlife and divine beings and ghosts and, and goblins and demons and all that stuff. But do I consider him a credible source? Uh, sort of. And he, so here's the thing: I did find his credentials on. I, I wanted to see if like is this guy bullshitting or what? But I, I, I did want to do some research on him. So I found his credentials on Yale. Like they 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 fit the description. It, it is the, it is. They have a Dr. Richard Gallagher. And it. The, I mean, they didn't have a picture, but all of his credentials matched up with everything that they said in the Washington Post and all the other articles that I've read from him. I couldn't find his credentials on the Columbia University um, alumni, just because I didn't know how to navigate the site. So I still believe he he maybe attended this, but he is also a practicing Catholic who believes in this kind of stuff. W- what I do like about him is that he he is that uh, he's that person that doesn't close off his mind to the possibility possibility. So I, I appreciate that. Uh, something that that helps and doesn't help his case is that he actually was participating in these exorcisms and like trying to discover them during the satanic panic. So when everybody was believing that everyone was was possessed, he was involved in that craze. So um <coughs> bless you. So there's an example of he was talking about the reason that he wanted to join was because of that that case and, and it was a it was a preschool called Virginia McMartin. I think that was the name of the, the the teacher but shout out to the last podcast on the less for directing me to that he was there when they when the case was happening where there was a preschool where they believed that they the, the kids there were participating in uh satanic rituals and they were saying like crazy things like oh yeah my teacher was taking me to a uh like an underground area with like this <laughs>
2: is the one where they the they to the kids the some of the thing was like oh yeah Chuck Norris was there yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the episode. This shit's fucking the dumbest shit ever, and we'll it, do hours on it in feature, I promise you guys. It was
1: the one where, like, uh, oh, fucking my, McMartin. No, my anus is bleeding, or like my my anus is on fire, or what, something like that. I don't remember. Yeah,
2: I, the, it's the the McMartin preschool.
1: That's the one. Okay, so oh, so it is the preschool's name. Thank you for letting me know.
2: Yeah. So that's
1: that's the first take on the first doctor where he said yes and no, they exist, but at the same time, most of the cases are actually mentally severe, severe uh, mentally ill patients. The second doctor, his name is Hassan Tohid. I hope I said that right. Remember, I'm human. Um, he is a neuroscientist that graduated from Sindh Medical College, where he got licensed to practice medicine. Then after moving to the U.S., he was trained and became an accomplished neurologist and he has affiliations from universities such as UCLA, Napa State Hospital, and places like Center of the Mind and Brain at UC Davis. I'm, I'm just going through his thing so I could just don't have to go through his credentials. But he had a TED Talk where he says that he believes that all the patients that claim that they are involved in some sort of possession are all actually experiencing a form of mental illness. Now, he makes an example for the first few minutes of the TED Talk about uh, Annalise Michael, 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 whatever, uh, about how her church got involved in the case. And then the parents of Annalise stopped taking her to medical treatment, which made her condition get worse and worse. And until, you know, until her death. He actually uh, goes on to state that the medical field has always been skeptical of, skeptical of possessions because of, you, you know, using the Annalise uh, example, he states that a lot of strange behaviors such as uh, she was dealing with was attributed to different forms but very common mental illnesses. He gave the example of patients suffering from DID, which DCM-5 does share similarities of what she was experiencing. And he goes on about what, what, was the, the, what can cause DID, which for, it can be caused from severe childhood trauma or sexual abuse or, or you know, an abusive upbringing. But do I also find him agreeable? Yes or no? Um, He does bring up a good point that things like PTSD or schizophrenia can all be linked to the brain in patients with DID. And some autopsies report uh, of recent possessed patients. They're not patients anymore. They're dead. What do you call them? Cadavers. We'll call them cadavers. But the victims, I'll just call them victims instead there was a similarity in the shape of uh, shape and malformations within parts of the brain. Like people who were possessed and people who have DID did have reduced hippocampuses, which affects the long-term memory and the and reduced amygdalas, which can affect the emotions. He did go on that these people that, uh, these people that go on to have DID do have, do forget their episode and then, just in mere seconds, they come back, and they're they don't remember what what happened, and that could be attributed to, to patients with ID. Am I making sense, or am I am I am I just speaking gibberish to you, Van Ley?
2: You're making sense. Okay. Okay. Go on.
1: Um, what I couldn't help thinking about was that the fact that he was bringing up the the hippocampus and the amygdala, and I, I think he's using those to make it to to make his point to cherry. He's basically cherry picking. Because I can, I can easily be like, "Oh, it's not the it's not the hippocampus; it's the Wernicke the Wernicke area, which the Wernicke's area, which can affect, affect language, like like let's say you say a sentence, and in your mind you're saying the sentence correctly, like Van Leigh, tell give me a sentence,
2: Danny Dayless Monstrous likes poopoo." Okay. In
1: your mind, you say, you are saying Danny DeLos mon- Menstrual Cycle Monstrous likes poo-poo, but what comes out is Danny DeLos Danny DeLos, okay. Danny likes the color <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a tongue twister.
0: <laughs>
1: no, so if I had something affecting my Wernicke area, I'd be like Danny likes the color orange, and when he sees a dog, the dog looks like it's the dog looks like it's eating gra- grass. And when the grass eats, it looks like a shark. When sharks come forth, they and you just go on and on and on. But all you're trying to say is, Danny likes. Poopy.
2: Are you are you talking about being stoned right now? <laughs>
1: no, well, yeah, pretty much. I guess they can affect your Wernicke area as well. I don't know if
2: <laughs> marijuana
1: could have. I don't know if marijuana could affect your Wernicke's area.
2: But you basically, just, that just sounds like a conversation with a stone person. What you just tried to explain.
1: You just go on and on and on and on and on about something.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: I Connecting mean, shit that makes no sense. Well, that, that's, what, that's what I'm saying, that Hassan could actually be connecting things that, that makes, his case strong, makes his case feel stronger, but he could be cherry-picking, like, no one really knows what's going on with these possessed patients, or if they really are even possessed, which you don't believe they're possessed, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, well, not only the Wernicke area can be affected, their bro- uh, broken nerve can be affected. So they just start talking gibberish at that point. But you're incoherently, coherently connecting sentences that try to make sense of something. So when, when you're listening to the audio tapes and it's, it, could, it could be like them truly being possessed or it could be what, – what I'm basically trying to say is that this guy could be cherry-picking what he says to make his case stronger. That's all I'm going to, that's all I was trying to say with that. And I, I couldn't spit it out basically, but it's the same thing with like, do you, do you even believe if DID exists? Cause a lot of there, the, a lot of the medical field doesn't believe that exists. And I mean, I guess I could believe it exists cause I seen the movie split. So it helps its case a little bit,
2: but yeah, that's Split was a great documentary.
1: Yeah, man. It, it was, Oh man, that James McVoy. I'm, I'm so sad that he has DID. That
2: wasn't me. That was Patricia.
1: Who? Oh, from the movie. I was like, "Wait, what are you talking about?" And so, again, there is the case that the possessed patients could be mentally ill, but there are people who believe all of it is bullshit, and there are just—it's just—it's just one giant elaborate hoax. Now, the hoaxes that I could find online, there was the most famous case of a giant, like the government made me do it or the devil made me do it was from the man, Robert DeFeo Jr. who inspired the events of the Amityville horror and the a book and the movie. He admitted eventually like, you know, no, I, I wasn't possessed. I, I was, I, I just killed my family. Cause I don't know. I'm an asshole, but that's honestly, truly the, the only hoax that I could find online and the rest of them are mostly like, yeah, I, the patient could be mentally ill or people could be like you said before, People just don't want to take accountability for their actions. So they just blame something else.
2: I want attention.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's all I, w- I was going to say about that.
2: Cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, on that note, let's talk about how exorcism can, you know, have some real life consequences to supposed problems. There have unfortunately been many circumstances in which exorcisms have been detrimental and even deadly. Mm -hmm. Um, And unfortunately, I've got a long ass list of cases of people who fucking died during exorcisms. Oh, that's so sad. Most of which, actually, I can't even verify how many, if any, were voluntary or just forced upon them. So let's just start from the top. From the top. Um, Annalise Michael was a 23 year old German girl who in 1976 died during an exorcism. She died of dehydration and malnutrition because more than 60 exorcisms were performed on her throughout the course of 10 months. Her trouble started at 16 when she had a seizure. She was later diagnosed with temporal lobe epilepsy and depression and was also reported to loathe religious icons and hear voices and she became suicidal. Which is why I guess that means you are possessed by a demon and is a valid reason to treat a human like not a human and deprive them of their basic needs and kill them. She didn't get so to drink any holy water. cool, Right.
1: <laughs> you're giving and her then... you're like splashing water in her face. It's it's like watching a, a <laughs> it's like watching a, a drowning man drowned. But anyways, that joke fucked up. Anyways, continue. But Annalise, I love her. She's 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 who I just talked about. Hooray.
2: Yeah, so there was that. Um, uh, A 17-year-old girl named Isra Zuraab, I really hope I pronounced that correctly. She's Palestinian. She died in 2014 during an exorcism. The Sheikh Abu Khalil al-Zamali conducted the exorcism who forced her to drink a liter of water that had been mixed with salt in order to get the supposed demon to release her. Her mother watched her perish and said that the um Sheik and the girl's brother forced her to drink after she complained the water was too salty and basically died because you can
1: die over from that. too much sodium
2: yeah and if you drink too much water too fast like that lady that like tried to win the Wii so what long ago about? there was a lady who was in a contest to like it was called like hold your wee and it was to win a wee and people had to see how much water they could drink oh
1: I, yeah i remember that i remember that it's
2: like also too like if you like drink too much water you can die so you yeah, go into shock yeah so that's happened um in 2005 mauricia irena Cornisi was a romanian nun um who was also killed during an exorcism they believe the devil was trying to communicate in, with her mentally i don't know if she um she was initially treated for schizophrenia I don't know what changed with that because her fellow nuns decided that she needed an exorcism and not medical help. So the nuns and a monk tied her to a cross, gagged her with a towel, and left her for multiple days with no food or water. She died of suffocation and dehydration. Um, The monk and nuns were charged with her murder and were sentenced to between 5 to 14 years in prison. What there is a Romanian film called Beyond the Hills, inspired by this case. I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a good movie or not. But if you like that kind of shit, maybe check it out.
1: I'll watch it tonight, and I'll let you know.
2: Cool. Um, Continue. In 2015, in Germany, um, a South Korean family of five were arrested when police discovered a 40 year old 41 year old woman that had been bound to a hotel bed. Gagged and beaten to death over the course of what appeared to be an exorcism. But for the authorities determined she died from suffocation as a result of force to her chest and stomach while her mouth was gagged with towels and a clothes hanger. Police found another injured woman related to those arrested who was suffering from dehydration and hypothermia hypothermia. And one of the arrested family members was the deceased woman's own son. Wow. So that's kind of intense.
3: Yeah.
1: Um Imagine going to jail. Uh, imagine going to prison. What are you going to say to the? What are you going to say to your inmate? Yo, I just I thought my mom was possessed, so I killed her. So crazy. I don't want that shit on my on my on my conscience.
2: <laughs> um, in 2011, Edgar Guzman Rodriguez, who's from Virginia, beat his two-year-old daughter Jocelyn to death while attempting to exorcise a demon he believed had entered her body. She was found beaten and strangled on a bed, and several religious books had been placed around her body. Before he murdered her, he beat his wife to the point of blacking out so she couldn't stop him. He was sentenced to 20, 20 years and 11 months in prison.
1: Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. He strangled his daughter
0: because she was possessed. And he then...
2: To, he didn't strangle her. He beat her to death.
0: He beat her... He his, was
2: trying to beat yeah. the devil out of her. Yeah, death. yeah. That, I didn't but, say anything about...
0: No, then,
1: I, I got it confused with with the, the the wife, but
2: no, it says that she was found beaten and strangled, but I don't know how she ended up actually dying. If it was
1: the strangulation, or one the way or the
2: other, yeah, but both happened. I don't know what ended up killing her. But then his
1: like, what does his wife have to do with it? Like, oh, don't don't stop me! I want to I want to beat the shit out of my daughter to get the devil out.
2: What what? It's why he beat his wife so that she couldn't stop him.
1: No, I know that's why I'm. Well, <sighs> Wow, that, that one's actually a surprise to me. Well, not a surprise because human nature is just fucking stupid, but damn.
2: All right. Well, You're not continue. surprised that someone would beat someone almost to death to get to the person they want to beat to death out of the way?
1: <laughs> that, that's what surprises me, but so it's, it's like, all right. Anyways, go and continue. Um, in
2: 2014, Zakia L. Avery who was a 28-year-old mother of four, stabbed her two youngest children, ages one and two to death. And the other children, five and eight, were wounded but survived. And another woman was also charged in the murders. Police were alerted to the crime when a neighbor called and said they thought something weird was going on in the house and later learned that Avery believed the devil was in her children. And she and Monifa Denise Sanford had been trying to exorcise them. Um... Jacqueline it sounds, Sanchez
1: it sounds like the they didn't know the first thing of exorcisms like they didn't even recite anything they just started stabbing him like all right I think this is how they do it right
2: well that just goes really I want this to show the point that I had said earlier that there's just as much of an issue a, a question of the sanity of the people who claim to be possessed as those who are doing the exorcisms mm. um Continue. as in many of these cases it seems that the People didn't volunteer to being exercised and treated this way, obviously. Um, in 2015, a woman named Jacqueline Sanchez, who is 22, suffered a fatal heart attack at her family's church in Belize. Her parents said she was struck with convulsions and refused to eat after using a Ouija board and believed she had been possessed. Though she um, was reportedly held down during her exorcism Authorities ruled she died of natural causes and the, the bruises and lacerations to her body were due to a trance that she was suffering. So I'm guessing that she was just in some sort of shock or something that had happened where she they triggered a heart attack for her during the exorcism.
1: But there were bruises and lacerations. Like, do you think it was do you think no one was touching her and like they, they happened or do you think like, no, people were holding her, her, her holding her ass I, down.
2: I think that something happened to her that triggered a heart attack, some sort of physical abuse, you know? Um, huh. and then this next story is really fucked up. Um, an eight year old boy named Terrence Cotterall, um, died during an exorcism at faith temple church of the Apostolic apostolistic Fate- faith <laughs> faith in Milwaukee in 2003. Um, he was a young boy with autism claimed by church members who claimed that his disability was caused by a demon that invaded his body. His mother believed the church could help cure her autistic son. And she also believed he was being used as a vessel for communication by evil spirits. During a prayer session, he was wrapped in sheets and died of suffocation. His death was ruled as a homicide. Um, and his mother had only been attending the church for three months before her son's death. Wow. Yeah, it's fucked. Um, Another case is a two-year-old boy who was starved to death after parents and church members that they apparently all lived together. I don't know what the situation was, but they refused to give him food for more than 20 days because they thought he was possessed and fasting would cast the demon out. Um, This was in a Texas church led by Araceli Mesa and her husband. The couple ran the church out of their home. After the boy died, the ceremony was conducted to attempt to bring him back to life, which was caught on video. And someone who witnessed this told the authorities she tried to give the boy food several several times, but was reprimanded by church pastors. In 2016, Irene Mabithi, Uh allegedly murdered her six-month-old baby by cutting out his tongue and intestines in an exorcism attempt in Kenya. What? She claimed her horrifying actions were to free her son from demons, and neighbors said they heard her praying for several hours before the murder. In a news broadcast, it was pictured her holding the baby's body wrapped in a sheet in her lap. The father was away at the time, and the mother and child had been staying with an aunt. So that's where
0: the fuck was the ant in this? Crazy!
2: You cut out who your nose, tongue, and intestines. No,
1: no, I didn't want to get to that part, but oh my god, what is? Oh, okay. who yeah. Um, ooh. in
2: 1993, Joan Vollmer perished during an exorcism in Victoria. Her husband told two exorcists he believed his wife was possessed, and the group imprisoned her in their house and tied her to a chair. After many attempts to pursue to remove the demons they decided to manually squeeze the demon in her belly out of her mouth which caused her to suffer a heart attack and perish the hell was that sounds reminiscent of another case we talked about
0: Mm
2: -hmm. um walter zapita was a 19 year old boy whose father believed that his son was possessed Um. In an effort to save his son, he contacted a friend that attended the same church, which was the Missionary Church of Christ in Ontario. The process involved confining him for seven days, which the family did by binding him to a metal chair in their basement. Ultimately, he died of dehydration, and the father and the father's friend were convicted of manslaughter.
0: Hmm.
2: And in 2010, Christy Bamu was a 14-year-old girl who was beaten and drowned by her family members that were trying to exercise um an evil spirit from them so these are just like a few of the cases i found but if you really look into it like the list goes on which is really fucking terrible so um yeah it's i think hospitals would have been a better solution for all of these
0: i
1: think hassan would agree with you man that oh I I knew the extent of like some of these, but the what caught me the one that caught me off guard was like the the mother cut out her six month-old baby's tongue. Like what 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 are you going what's that gonna what's that gonna help? Like when if even if even if the possession was real, they're gonna come back and I'd be like mom, where's my tongue? Like I can't talk. <laughs> the fuck. I mean I'm not trying yeah, to put uh-huh.
2: demons don't need a tongue.
1: Yeah, they can just speak in tongues. Or speak in different languages without a tongue. We can fine. Well, that kind of put me in a sour mood.
2: Thanks. Yeah. So no matter what, if whether there's a demon involved or not, a person's still a person. So treat them as such. You feel?
1: Let's let's get to our last part and let's just let's just talk to the audience. Let's just let's just have a conversation, huh? Because this is let's talk about something else. (laughs) You cut yeah, that kind of that 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 one with the the that one with the lady who cut out the tongue—it kind of, kind of threw me off guard. But could I ask you some questions?
2: Sure.
1: Let's make it a little light, more lighthearted. What if, and I'm going to ask you a bunch of hypotheticals. You can tell me to fuck off if you want want to.
0: Okay. If
1: you were to believe in possessions, and let's say like you went to a Haitian spiritual meeting would I, would you ever let yourself be like possessed just to see what it what it felt like no no
2: no i'm not um i'm not particularly a spiritual person in any way both in the religious aspect or like the paranormal aspect like i think it's interesting but i i keep myself separated from it so would you you would
1: yeah, i would
2: Give it's not me, even a question. Give
1: me enough tequila and I'll, and I'll I'll do it. I'll be like, yeah, dude, I want to see how it feels. This is, it might feel good. It might feel bad. It might... It, I mean, if the movies are correct, it feels like your your body's on fire all the time. I'm like, hmm, do I want to suffer like a, a fever? Or would it be like, you know, me sharing a, like a body with somebody else? It's like, hey, what's up? It's like, get the fuck out. It's like, nah, dude, it's, <laughs> I, I live here. You get out. I
2: also... I also wouldn't want to like allow my personal beliefs to interfere with theirs and come across as like culturally insensitive.
1: I mean, if you actively,
2: like, I would with- just like, I, it's like if it's something that's like more psychological, like if I'm not, don't want to believe it, I'm not going to believe it. Right. So I don't want to, wouldn't want to also offend another culture by being like, I didn't feel anything. It's not real. Like that's completely inappropriate.
1: What if someone invited you, what if they invited personally invited you there? Like you're not, you're not going to, you're not offending us. Just, you want to come and join.
2: No, that's what I'm exactly saying is I wouldn't believe it. And I would be offending them by taking part in something that I don't believe in. And like we've said before, these are the type of things that if you believe in it, it's likely that you're going to feel the effects of it. But if you don't believe in it, you probably won't. And I would feel rude by taking part in something that i don't believe in because i know i wouldn't feel anything from it and then i wouldn't want them to think like you know what i'm saying
1: yeah (laughs) i can i can imagine you like just (laughs) my my little funny mind
2: i wouldn't straight up be like this is bullshit but i'd be like nothing's happening like i can't fake it because i don't even know what i'm supposed to be faking you know
1: i i can imagine you kind of like in a like a theater play being like uh like, you know, everyone's saying their part. Everyone's doing their, what they're supposed to do. And then, like the spotlight gets on you and it's like, all right, do your part. And you're just standing there like. And have a really good time. And everyone's like, you fucked it up, didn't you? <laughs> and then someone else in like the audience has to be like, oh, I'm possessed. woo! And then like everyone's like turning to them like, oh, yeah, yeah. And they're looking at you like you fucking bitch.
2: Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to come <laughs> off as culturally insensitive.
1: I mean that, to me like one of the, visiting it would be fun being possessed I mean again I don't believe in it I'll just be like sorry guys I don't feel it but I'm not being culturally insensitive I'm trying to learn they're like all right whatever is that being culturally insensitive being like I want to experience it I want to learn even if I don't feel it doesn't mean I, I don't I don't dis- like disregard what you guys believe in I just just joining in just to have a good time
2: No but I just I wouldn't want to offend anybody So Cause in a way it's saying that like, it's not real.
0: Mm. 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 Um,
1: let me ask you another, let me ask you another hypothetical. You don't, so you don't believe in spirits whatsoever.
2: I mean, yes and no, I believe in energy. I think that there's more than what kind of like meets the eye, but I don't know what exactly that means. So I don't know if I believe in spirits or not
1: with what with, with energy is just it's just free forming energy like it, everything has it, it's the it's the belief that everything has energy right Mhm Do you believe all energy has a purpose in in this existence? No. Oh, you don't. mm Why why not?
2: I just think that like I feel that like life is chaos and everything is random and kind of more up to chance than anything.
1: I love that you said that cuz I I have the I think that all energy does have a purpose, but I do think life is chaotic and it's just an amalgamation of random, but there's just so much random that everything, everything is already on this plane of existence. Maybe not like demons or angels, but like just the idea of like this apple is here for a reason. You're here for a reason, you know, did I make any sure. sense or am I just talking out my ass?
2: No, I mean, that's, that's definitely like a perspective.
1: Hmm. When, what did you, when you were a little kid, you, you did believe in any of this stuff or you were like, mom, you're bullshitting me at the age and you're like, at the age of three, you're like, mom, you're bullshitting me.
2: Um, well, like I was scared of shit, uh, shit of a lot of things because just like from church and stuff, it made me like, I thought that the devil was like a real bad guy that was like going to come after me. I used to have nightmares and shit about the devil coming after me and I didn't know why because it doesn't fucking preach, like be a good person. It just preaches like be afraid of the devil.
1: It's, it's fear-mongering. Yeah. When you, when you were a little kid, you never watched any of the horror movies when you were a little kid, huh?
2: No, I wasn't allowed. I grew up very sheltered.
1: Ah, uh, I was going to say like, I, I was unlucky enough to watch those horror movies when I was a kid. I mean, it's, it's still screwed me up. I'm, I am, I cannot sleep in the dark now because I, I'm terrified. But I was going to ask, I was going to ask you if you were, if you did watch those things, like, do you think they got it accurate? To me, I'm like, after watching like the Annalise video or like listening to the Annalise um, recording, I'm like, yeah, they pretty much kind of got it on the point. They hit the nail on the head. I can't even say that. Shit, what's wrong with me?
2: <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, I think it's all acting, so I'm biased.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is a good one. I hope it's a good one because you're just throwing me under the bus.
2: I'm sorry. It's, it's okay. hard. I don't believe in a lot of things. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> do, you in, do you believe in the spirit I want- of Oreos?
2: I love Oreos.
1: So do you believe in them?
2: I do believe you- in them with my
1: soul. Do you believe in, like, they, they're, they're the source of happiness?
2: I would let the spirit of an Oreo possess me unless that made me fat.
1: <laughs> what if it doesn't? Would you let it possess you?
2: Yes, yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> what would it feel like to be possessed by an Oreo?
2: <laughs> I feel like eating an Oreo and never getting fat.
1: Does it give you like some sort of sense of joy, some fear?
2: It feels like when you eat an Oreo and you're like, damn, that's good. And these are vegan.
1: Oreos well, are <laughs> vegan. I keep forgetting that everyone's like, huh? Like you, I'm like, vegans don't eat. I mean, there are some good vegan foods out there, but I'm like, vegans aren't experiencing everything. But like, but Oreos, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, you are experiencing everything. You got it. You got it on the dot. You got it on that. You nailed it. All right. Who would you rather possess you? Gilbert Godfrey, and you have to speak like him. Arnold Schwarzenegger from the 80s, and you have to have his physique. Or, 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 or. <coughs> Sorry.
2: Wait, have- why are we being possessed by people that are still alive?
1: I'm just saying you have to take on the spirit of them. Like, if they died, and like they're, they're like, we have, I don't know, uh, we have to take over someone's body and they just chose your body. Who would you rather possess you? Gilbert Godfrey and you have to have his voice. 80s Arnold Schwarzenegger like from Terminator, Total Recall and Predator or Jim Carrey from The Mask and you have to have his cartoonish attitude.
2: Oh, Schwarzenegger all the way, that'd be badass.
1: You and you're going to get his physique? Yeah. Damn, dude, you'd be
2: a remember of- Remember in Rick and Morty when they trick the devil and they go and beat his ass and they get hell buff. Yeah. I'd be, like, summer.
3: Who'd you, whose ass would you beat?
2: Uh, where do I begin? I don't think... <laughs> I, th- I know that we say a lot of controversial things on this show, but I think that that might be too hot. Too hot of a hot take.
1: How about one person <laughs> that you're pretty sure, you're like... Ah, it, doesn't, it, it won't matter if I said this person, like, I want to go beat up Jimmy. Fuck Jimmy. You know who you are. <laughs> just kidding. Don't, don't, don't mention if you don't want to.
2: My, my burn book is too big. I wouldn't I, even know where to start.
1: Don't worry about it. I, I I was thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, you know what? If if you do say like, I don't know, fuck. It's ass, not.
2: It's not even personal. It's not even personal.
1: You just want to. Kick it's their people who
2: have never fucking met me, and I want to beat their fucking ass.
1: Oh, I thought it was personal. Th- personal people are like, you know what? I want to kick uh, Christina's ass. I want to kick uh, uh, Gibraltar's ass. I want to kick everyone in ass in Brazil. Don't Brazil, I love you. Don't 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 take that to offense. I would want to have Jim Carrey's like cartoonish attitude. Just be like, "Zing!"
2: I wouldn't be able to be friends with you if you were possessed by Jim Carrey.
1: Why? He annoys
2: the kick- shit out of me. He annoys the shit out of me. I would just think you were so annoying. I wouldn't want anything to do with you.
1: Did you? Did, would you want to kick my ass as as our normal? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gee, thanks. Now I know how. Now, now I know where I stand with you.
2: I I like that you um, somehow worked fuck Mary Kill into your possession episode.
1: I, I'm trying, okay. <laughs> oh do you happen to know your demons
2: a little bit
1: if you believed in possessions demons and all that bullshit which demon would you actually want to possess you if we're being serious? um
2: hmm i feel like being possessed by like a fuck demon would be fun
0: a fuck demon
2: yeah like a fuck demon
1: what like a sex demon or yeah a fuck demon? Why would it be... Wait, all right, you got to elaborate. Why would it be fun to be possessed by a fuck demon?
2: Because you'd just be like a crazy fucking party fuck animal. <laughs> wouldn't,
1: that just, wouldn't you just be like a sex addict at that point?
2: Yeah, I feel like it'd be funny.
1: You're just laughing your ass off while you're just like getting... You're the one fucking or getting fucked, or I don't know how it would work with you.
2: Yeah, I just feel like of all the things that can happen, that'd be the most fun. Like, I'd probably benefit the most from that. Because a lot of the other ones, it seems like you just get like sick and shit.
1: No, there are demons who are like, oh, you want luck? Here you go. You want to win every single bet that you've ever made in your life or gamble? Here you go. You want to know everything in the world? Here you go.
2: Also be like lit to fly. So like a demon that, that like I would fly. That'd be fun. Uh,
1: well, I mean, I could be
2: I like, this is just like a different version of like, what superpower would you want?
1: It is. I'm trying my best. I'm glad you can. I'm glad you're picking it up. I actually want to be the luck demon, dude. I want to be like, yo. If I go talk to this person, would it, A, be like, hey, we want, let, we'll, let's be friends. B, hey, I'll buy you a drink. Or C, hey, let's gamble, and I'm going to bet a uh, bunch of money. I'll be like, all right, yeah, I want to have the luck demon, honestly.
2: You know what else would be fun about being possessed by a demon? What's up It's like, just like fucking with people, like going up to someone you don't even know. Uh-huh. And like saying some like hella personal shit about them, be like, A. Hey. I know what you did last summer. And they're like, who are you? And then you like actually tell them what they did last summer.
1: And they're like, Oh my God, who are you?
2: And then just like leave. Like that would be hell of fun to fuck with people like that.
1: Thinking about it. Yeah. I, I want to switch my answer. I want to be the fuck with demon. Yeah. No, I want to have the demon of knowledge. At that point I could be like, yo, what's the answer to uh two times two. It's not five anymore. It's four. And I know that for a fact, <laughs> I, Almost forgot what two times two two times two is. I was like, oh shit, what is two times two? <laughs> I have to lay off the sauce. Um uh, let's see. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Oh, okay. In today's stories and all the stories that you've read and all the things that you've th- thought of, or all the research that we've done, what story to you is the most bogus? Where you're like, really?
2: Um I don't know if bogus is the right word but the story about the um autistic boy that was killed like
1: oh yeah that's that sad. just
2: like uh, on so many levels that's just fucking devastating like I just I can't believe that I can't believe that that's a real thing that happened like just like the complete like aversion to science yeah just continuously shocks me and that was just like a whole another level it's so sad
3: well,
1: I think we're running out out of time at this point. I'm I, I'm sorry that we. I'm sorry that we left you all on such a bleak note. But I mean,
2: that's what? the reality. The world is bleak. Get over it, or fucking find a way to go to another dimension that's not so fucking bleak. That's our only option.
1: Thank you, Van Ley. Thank you for the for the for the strong words that people cannot do.
2: Yeah, you want the world to stop being bleak? Stop being fucking assholes. It's pretty easy. To who? Me? To all the listeners, anyone in the world. If you're thinking of doing something that's kind of an asshole thing to do, don't do it. Be nice to people.
1: Oh, well, that's, that's, a, that's a nicer note to leave off of. All right, but we're going we're gonna to end it here. Vanley, is there anything else you want to say? Listen to
2: science. That's it? Science is right.
1: All right, we're going to leave it off there then. All right, everybody. Bye, guys. If you want to talk to us at all, We have our Discord, and now I know how to use the Discord. I forgot to write down the code. So, oh well, we still have our Gmail at daysanddisturbpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know that we are lying or we're just our facts are wrong. Tell us, please, talk to me. I think there was one person who did talk to me, but I think it was a scam artist or telemarketer. Don't know. (laughs) We'll figure that out later.
2: Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start an anonymous email account and just start emailing it, talking hella shit about you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, Danny smells like poop. I feel like yes, he podcasts like a baby. I,
1: you know, I wouldn't put it past you. Yeah, I kind of podcast like a baby right now. <laughs> I I can't organize my thoughts well enough. <laughs>
2: And I you know don't what? even know what that insult means, but I hope it hurt a little bit.
1: I hurt a little bit. Just a little bit. It, it stung <laughs> my pride a little bit.
2: But five, no. minutes ago, five minutes ago, I told people to stop being assholes.
1: I know, right? I'm like, <laughs> fuck you, dude. No, and honestly, right now, I, I probably smell like – I honestly smell like poop right now because I, I am sweating bullets right now. This, it, it is really hot in my room, and I, I had to turn on the lights because I started I – can't, I can't see. <sighs> but uh, we have – we're getting a Facebook – I'll work on that today. Whenever this episode comes out, hopefully it comes out and we have the Facebook now. It should be at Days and Disturbed Podcast as well. We have our Instagram, Days and Disturbed Podcast. And we have our Twitter, which is fun. Some people are actually following. Some people are not. Most people are not. Everyone's not. I lied. Anyways, have a good time, everybody. Have a good night. If it's your birthday, happy birthday. If it's not, <laughs> sucks to be you. All right. Any la- closing words, Van Le? Later. Guess not.
2: Bye. Silver Tongue. Audio.